Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we'd be rolling, rolling, rolling a podcast on a Monday morning. What's up, Al? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I will not be in tomorrow. I have to go for a colonoscopy slash endoscopy. Oh, I forgot about that. That's where they put one uh, hose up your butt and then one hose down your throat. They got to look at my belly, Jerry. They got to look at my butt. So uh, starting at 1 o'clock today, I can't have anything but uh, liquids. But you're off tomorrow. I am off tomorrow. Yeah. But here's the other Like Friday for you, just going to spend it in the bathroom. Right, here's the other great thing. Gina's taking the dog. Oh, look at you. So it is like a vacation day so for once me. you clean yourself out, you'll be able to actually sleep. Uh, yes, because I couldn't be caught, Jerry, walking a dog and having to go to the bathroom. Mm. And I'm doing the thing. Uh, you've had colonoscopies before? Yes, or no, I've had a couple. Yeah, so this is the first time I'm doing the uh, taking pills instead of drinking the terrible tasting right. liquid. Yep. But I got to take like a total of 24 pills and a lot of water. Okay. And then uh, hopefully I poop it all out. And then uh, tomorrow morning, I also was going to do this. I'm going to weigh myself prior to starting the pills. Sure. And then I'm going to weigh myself tomorrow right before I leave. Okay. How, what do you think I'm going to lose? Two pounds. That's it? Yeah. What do you think you're going to lose? Four pounds. I'm going to say two pounds. You only weigh 132. I, How much you want to lose? I weigh 153. Yeah, whatever. Same difference. But I I always hear like that, dear, you have impacted poop in your intestines, like that there's stuff in there from like years and years gone by. Sure. So I would hope that that weighs something. I also wondered this. Would a really heavy person lose more weight than me or the same weight than me? Like if Peter Schwartz was going to get a colonoscopy and he cleaned himself out, would he lose 10 pounds of poop? You don't I, know. I don't know how much your body stores. I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm going to find question. out. I'm going to find out, Jerry. Don't know. You're going to have him do the same thing, and then you can compare and contrast. Well, if he does, you lose two pounds. He loses nine. Um. Yeah. I don't. I. I, I it's a good. It's good. I, I want to make it a competition if I could. There you go. So I am going to weigh myself uh, and all that stuff. I'm going to document all this on uh, Instagram. Okay. On Instagram uh, stories. All right. In case you want to know. But you know what's weird? I'm allowed to eat regular food until 1 p.m. today. Nice. I never had that before. Why is that? Because normally it's like the whole day before you're on a liquid diet. No, I was always noon. In no- the noon? two times I did it was noon. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, so that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. And then I got myself some some beef beef broth, Jerry, ready to go for my liquid diet part. Coconut water. There you go. They go. Oh, you could also have gelatin. Oh, okay. That sounds like a real party. They go. Oh, you can't have red or purple liquids because I guess they. Are they going to think that's blood? Um, yeah, they could. Sure. Would it? I don't like that the medical field is fooled by red Kool Aid and thinking it's blood. Yeah, you'd have to ask a uh, medical doctor. I'm going to ask my doctor. I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. I am looking forward to getting that knockout sleep, though. Oh, baby, when they knock you out for a colonoscopy. You have a ride home from the hospital or from the I do. surgical center? Yeah, Gene is going to take me and uh, ring me. Not getting an Uber? No Uber. I don't, you know, they're very. They want someone there for you. Yeah. Yeah. In case they have to tell you you have colon cancer. They don't want to tell Do the they Uber. know it that soon? They do. Oh, okay. I thought they. I thought there was another uh, consultation if they found something. No. So my my younger sister, who was was thirty eight or thirty nine, mm. she went in for a colonoscopy. Any symptoms? Uh, she did have symptoms. She, she, but her and her doctor thought it was from past pregnancies. Got it. You know, similar type of yep. things like hemorrhoid. Like when a woman gives birth, she yeah, gets sure. hemorrhoids. Okay. So my sister legitimately said she was coming out of the wooziness by herself. My mom was in the mm-hmm. waiting room, and they go, "Ah, uh, yeah, I th- we think you have colon cancer." She oh was gosh. devastated. Half I'm sure. asleep still. Yeah. And my mother wasn't there. That's really weird. That's difficult as what that yeah. is. So, uh, yeah. So, crushing. Yeah. I don't know. That does probably not the norm the way they do it. I would wait. I would think they'd say, someone here with you, sure. your mother. May we bring her in before we tell you the bad news while yeah. you're still woozy. Right. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, hopefully not, Jerry. I hope not for your sake. I saw something uh, that. And you don't have symptoms. You're just going because your age. I'm just going because my age and family history. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, then uh, I saw this, which I thought was interesting. You know, Jay Moore, the comedian Jay Moore, mm-hmm. he's married to Jeannie Buss. Yes. Uh, they got married uh, not long ago, been, been dating a while. They do not live together. I They're saw married. This. I did see this. They live in the same building. He lives on floor three. She lives on floor one. And they retire to their own homes at the end of the evening yeah what a great idea well it's a lot like a lot of couples now don't sleep in the same bedrooms yeah they are just rich and they've got their own places yeah and like as opposed to another room they got another apartment they were saying like listen we've been uh living on our own for a long time you get used to your own space my only question is why we get married though yeah like what at that age that's a good question what like why yeah, that's a good question, Jerry. Just be I don't together. Know right, why? I know why Jay Moore would want to get married to her. You get some of that Laker money if things fall apart. Don't kid yourself. There's a prenup. Yeah, you think she owns the Lakers. Jay Moore signed a prenup? There, yes, I do think so, yes. 
That's a good point. I know that's a difficult conversation yeah. to have, but I also think it's got to be had. You know I own the Lakers, right? Well, congratulations, Al. What percentage? I have a 51% share of the <laughs> Lakers, Jerry. I run the team. You wouldn't be doing this podcast then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, she... I just don't understand the need to get married because they're both, what, in their early 60s, late 50s, early 60s? That sound right? I would think so. I think so, she's older than him. I, she is, but and I remember I thought you it was looked a lot. it up. It wasn't much. It was not nearly as much older as I yeah. thought she was. So Jeannie Bus is Jeannie Bus is. Let's see. She's very attractive. I find she's beautiful. Um, she's sixty two. I think Jay Moore is fifty seven. I believe. So I just because. Could you imagine stuff. when she was that young running the Lakers? Jay Moore's fifty three. Fifty three. Wow, nine year so difference. He's, he's nine years younger than her. Yeah, but like. He was married to Nikki Cox? Yeah. And then supposedly she went nuts. By the way, and legitimately, Jerry, this is how I know when you brought up the prenup, how I know he signed that prenup. He took Nikki Cox's last name when they is got married. Is that true? Yeah. He was Jay Moore Cox. Shut up. I swear. I think he did that because he he's a comedian knew. and he thought it was funny. No, I heard him interviewed. Really? Yeah. He legitimately thought he should take his wife's last name. We all, we always talk about having different lives within yeah. your one life. Yes. How about this guy? Married from 98 to 2005 to Nicole Chamberlain, whoever that is. Okay. First wife. Then the next year gets married to Nikki Cox, who he's married to for 13 years. So two girls named Nikki he's married to. Well, I don't know if Nicole went by Nikki, but okay. yes. And then... And now married to Jeannie Buss yeah. earlier this year. Completely different life. Life number four. Yeah. Single, married, married, married. Right. Single, then married, not famous, married, famous, married again. You think Nicole Chamberlain, it didn't work out because he got famous? Maybe. Maybe they were young when they got married and they neither one was really ready for marriage, yeah. Jerry, and yeah. the commitment. And she, so she's a composer. This is her. Yeah. Yes, it is. She's a composer and a what do they call it? A flutist. So really? she was in she was in show business too. A little different, but she was a performer. You know, you know, and, uh, Seth Meyers. Yeah, of course, he's married to a violinist in a in a very popular like plays at Lincoln Center and stuff. No kidding. Yeah, and you want to know something? What's that? She does go by Nikki because her website is Nikki N I K K I Notes dot com. Is she an attractive woman? Yeah. Yeah, she is. How about that? Mm. Yeah, supposedly that Nikki Cox was like, if you believe his side of the divorce, like she was nuts, Jerry, and like got nuts. But you don't know. That could be just one. We're only getting the Jay Moore side. The Jay Moore. Jay Moore. That was shocking to me when Jay Moore was marrying Jeannie Buss. Like I could not believe it. That must have been wild when she was like young wonder how they, well. Like you, 30 years old and. If you watch that docu-series, yeah. again, I don't know how true it was. She just seemed like a really nice girl with great um, creative ideas. And then she ended up in Playboy and, you know. But, oh, right. Yeah. And then she, uh, Dennis Rodman claims they dated. Yes, I have seen that. But I think she's s- commented on she it. She has. I saw her very recently. Okay. She commented on, on it saying, I didn't date Dennis Rodman. It was my job to follow him around and go to clubs <laughs> with him because we were afraid he was going to go off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> so she was assigned to go out where he was going. And he, he, and he thought his... they were dating. Well, why wouldn't he? Who was he with? 
Uh, Carmen Electra, yes. Madonna. Madonna. I mean, are you kidding me? This guy's dated everybody. Why wouldn't he think he was dating right. her? I mean, my uh, Carmen Electra, when he was with her, oh, was yeah. good. I mean, she's still beautiful. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Jerry. I mean, you're talking 25 years ago. Oh, yeah. Speaking of older, good-looking women, Jerry, let me give you this one. Carol Alt, supermodel Carol Alt. She's got to be in her 60s. Oh. 62. Oh, Jeannie Buss's age. Okay. She just joined OnlyFans. So that she can have control of the pictures she puts out there. She says there's going to be nudes tastefully done. I would like to see that. Well, sign up. Oh, I'm kind of on the fence here of that being very cool and good for her and kind of sad. I think it's good for her because I don't think she's in need of money. I think these models like, or anybody, they like having control of, instead of going and getting your picture, a thousand pictures taken... And then somebody else deciding which photos they're going to put out there. She decides well, which photos. That's all. That's like what we always talk about when you want to have a business outside of your work. You yeah. want to be able to control your future, correct? As opposed to have someone walk in and say, "Listen, uh, time's up." Yeah, you know, you're you're fired, which is going to happen to all of us at some point if we don't retire on our own. Um, so I, I, all right, good for her. When we met her a couple times, she was in person when we would do the shows from. Uh, the uh, on 9-11 shows when we would do them from the... Uh, yeah, I don't remember ever meeting her, yeah. but I'm sure... Jerry, she has an aura about her. I'm sure she does. Some people do. A beautiful aura. Some people do. Some people don't. I and she was probably up. in her early 50s then. Right. I might sign up for uh, OnlyFans only fans and and exclusively look at women in their 60s. Oh, I thought you were going to do it for your own photos, as no. we've discussed many times. Well, I would do tasteful nudes as well. That's the only way to do nudes. You don't want raunchy nudes. You're going to hold... You're going to... Cup your balls in your penis. I don't know. Is that raunchy? Or is that is that? Tasteful? Why is that raunchy? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. You're gonna you're gonna show your your breasts and your your six pack stomach, and you're gonna you're gonna take your two hands mm-hmm. and you're gonna cup your balls in your penis. That looks that seems like a Red Hot Chili Peppers album cover. All right, then even <laughs> even better. Hold a guitar over your yeah. Your stuff. You love music. Or put a sock over it like well, the uh, Red Hot Chili been, Peppers did. Yeah, that's been done. That has been done. Do that. Mm. So I mean, it's up to you. Okay. Tasteful nudes. The only way nudes. OnlyFans.com slash Al Dukes. Yeah. The only way nudes should be done is tastefully, Jerry. <laughs> and did you see this dude on the 76ers got run over by a car? Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. Yeah, it was uh, Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night in, uh, I guess, a part of Philly. Yeah. Where, where my, he lives. Yeah. That where my niece got run over by a car. Yeah. He was on the sidewalk, I believe. I didn't see the details since Sunday morning. I don't know if the person was drunk or texting or if there was another car involved, so I'm not sure as we record this. I meant yeah. to check this morning, but I was bogged down with all the football stuff. It's just, what do we say? Yeah, you're going for a walk. Who the hell knows? I right. hate to say, you just don't know. Hey, Jerry, if you didn't want to get hit by a car, stay off the sidewalks. That's what I say when it comes to Philadelphia. Just walk right in the middle of the street. People just go right on the sidewalks. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Nah, people are so distracted when they drive now. It's really awful. Yeah. It is surprising that there's actually not more issues. Like, when you and I drive home, I know I do it. When someone's, like, on the parkway doing, like, 40, and you're like, what is this person doing? And you drive past them, and they're texting. Heads down. There's so many people texting. It's it's it is a um it's a major problem. Might be the biggest. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the severity of drunk driving. Yeah. It's horrific on every level. I think texting and driving is on the level of drunk driving in terms of the accidents and tragedies it is creating. Yeah. You know, I'm not 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just terrible. You see it all, and the kids do it nonstop. It's, and adults do it. And I see those billboards they put up sometimes where it's like, the leave it, leave it. The text is not that important. Yeah. It never is important. No. It's always something still one of your stupid friends sending you something dumb. I always tell, because I, I always tell Kim when, you know, if I'm driving somewhere, if um, she's not home and I'm like, hey, I'm heading out. I'm, I'm always like, call me if you need me. Otherwise, you know, I'll talk to you later. I'll be, I'm driving. I mean, yeah. don't text me if you know I'm driving. And she knows she'll call if it's something. Otherwise, it's nothing. Yeah. Not good, though. No, it's not good at all, Jerry. Not good. Uh, I have one more quick item for yeah. you. Um, are you aware of uh, this Toucher and Rich up in uh, Boston? Yeah, yeah. They're like a long time. They've been together 17 years. Yep. Very long time. Very long time. They've uh, had a, a recent falling out, it seemed like, but they were still doing the show. But uh, Rich of Toucher and Rich quit on uh, Friday. Yeah, abruptly. Abruptly quit. I know quit. they weren't getting along, but yes. Yeah, weren't getting along. 17 years. So they Kind of similar to Mike and Chris. Similar to Mike and Chris, similar to Opie and Anthony, where uh, just for whatever reason, they just got on each other's nerves at some point. Yeah, it's like a relationship. Yep. You know, I mean, I'm sure there are times you and your girlfriend can't stand one another oh, for no reason. All the time, yeah. You just know, that you're annoyed with each other. And, right? and there's no reason for it other than you're in each other's face all the time. Yeah. That's why they always say when you have kids, you better get familiar with your spouse again because when they're gone, you're stuck with one another. Right. And a lot of relationships go south quickly. And it's interesting, too, because so Toucher is staying there and uh, right. will debut a new partner, I guess, in January. Is this a good time to tell you I'm heading out? <laughs> You're leaving now, too, Jerry? You're going to be Toucher uh, and Jerry? Um, <laughs> I'm moving to Boston. <laughs> Toucher and Recco. It's just so hard to find for it to work again. That depends. Like we got very lucky with uh, Boomer and Geo after Boomer and Carton. That doesn't. It's like Van Halen for all the times that... Uh, Sammy Hagar was pretty good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, for all the bands that switch out lead singers, it's not often you have success. Lead like singers are hard. Yeah. Finding a new guitarist is not. Right. So if Toucher, he's the one staying. Toucher, yeah. If he's going to be the dominant personality on that show, like he will be, they can be fine. Yeah, it's funny, though. From what I've heard, and I don't know their show, I never listened to it, but I heard Rich was the uh, creative. Well, then it's not so easy Yeah, <laughs> if that's the case. But I thought that when Mike and Chris broke up, and I was like, Mike is going to be boring on his own. And to me, he was boring, but... But his fans stayed. His fans stayed. The ratings stayed. His fans stayed. The ratings stayed almost until the very end, yeah. obviously. But um, if you've got loyal listeners, you've got loyal listeners. Yeah. That's the way it goes. So good luck to both toucher and rich jerry that's what i say absolutely i say good luck to both of those boys yes in the radio industry right on and if i may real quick yes i've only got 77 calendars left is Re- that right recosportshop.com listen i'm not getting i don't well i might order 100 more i don't know but i might not either and you're going to be desperate for holiday gifts by the end of the year get feel like you got something done what are co-workers now your father your oh, mother very nice word to your mother yes Girlfriend, boyfriend. Maybe your dog needs a calendar for the doghouse. Just think if you had one, as you were crapping yourself all day today, you could, every could time you ahead. went in, you check out another month. I could and look ahead, <laughs> see what my month looked like. <laughs> That's right. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. We had a big post-show meeting, so we had to cut this a little few minutes shorter than usual. Uh, live show meeting, because we were doing that live show December 15th out on Strong Island. So... 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. It is good! good! Yeah! Lawrence Tides has kicked the Giants to the Super Bowl! After missing at the end of regulation, and Tides runs into the tunnel to our right, and the New York Giants are going to Super Bowl 42. In overtime, they beat the Packers 23-20. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. Loser Monday, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. What do you... Uh, hello, Eddie Scazzari. I forgot about you. Uh, Al, what's up, man? Oh, hi, Jerry. What a bunch of losers. I mean, Loser Monday. Loser, loser, and the triple L. Loserville. I came in, Jerry, and I watched the uh, Jet Raider game. Yeah. Which was actually competitive. Uh, it was all, very competitive. All the way through to the very end. I would ask you this question, yeah. and I mean this with all sincerity. Yes. If Zach Wilson is not out of bounds by a grass blade in the second quarter, if when they score the touchdown on the very next player, two plays later, that is not called back for holding. They had two opportunities yeah. there. They go up 13-3. to three. They're not losing that game. Correct. This is basically the Jets season. Yeah. All right, Bulls would be my aunt. Yes. Yeah. That, well, I mean, kind of. Not really. But, yeah, I understand the point, yeah. Yep. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I could watch that game. I watched the first. I went to, after that, I went to sleep. After they didn't score, they kicked the field goal after those two plays. And I'm not laughing because of them. I'm laughing because you can't make this stuff up. I'm like, that's enough. I'm like, I got to go to sleep. And then I came in and I watched the second half this morning. And I'm looking at it, and I can point out so many good things that Zach Wilson did. But you know what he doesn't do? Score touchdowns. Correct. They don't score touchdowns. My God. I saw a bunch of stats from that, Jerry. It's uh, two games without a touchdown, two straight games. mm -hmm. How about the drives? 11 quarters. Yeah. Straight with zero touchdowns. Yep. 36 offensive series in a row yeah. 
no touchdowns. None. None. It's, it's funny because watching the even watching the extended highlight package, and I knew what happened in that yeah. thing. But what they showed you was Zach Wilson rushing in for the touchdown. That gets they go. Oh, he was out of bounds. Right. The Jets will have the ball on the three yard line. The very next play in the uh, highlight package, the Jets are on like the twenty. I'm yeah. Like, why are they? Oh, they on didn't the show the now, touchdown call. They back? didn't show the touchdown and oh. or why he's now went from the three yard line oh, to like the twenty that's yard line. Awful. Yeah. I mean, I had read about it. Yeah, and, sure. And all that stuff. So I knew what it was, why they got back yeah. there. But I'm like, boy, if you're just watching this, you have no idea why they were on the three and now they're on like the 20 or wherever the heck they were. Terrible. Terrible, yeah, terrible, terrible. Just terrible, Jerry. I mean, the kid does have a nice strong arm. That Hail Mary at the end, he was running all the way to his right and he heaved that thing and got it to the end zone. How about the play? Did they show it on the highlight package? The play to Alan Lazard. Hmm, I guess it was the fourth quarter. I don't remember. The play to Alan Lazard where he's falling down and throws across his body and throws a yes. dart to him in the middle of the field. Yeah. It's almost to the point where I can absolutely see where – I shouldn't say absolutely. I can sort of see what the coaches are seeing in practice. But, I mean, at some point, you got to score touchdowns. Right. And this has got to be nauseating for a Jet fan to watch. Yes, Jets don't score touchdowns. Giants don't score touchdowns. Oh, the Giants we are do, another issue. We do not see offensive football, Jerry. Now, I don't know the answer to this. I'm going right. to pull it up now. I think I do. I know the answer for most things. Okay. In terms of, like, total stats mm-hmm. last night, I'm just going on what I watched. Okay. Yardage-wise, the Jets had to have had a lot more than the Raiders. I believe no? they did, Jerry. Yeah, hold on. Here it is. Well, 365 to 274. And you know what? It would have been a lot more if Josh Jacobs doesn't have that big run um, to start. Was it the last play of the third quarter, first play of the fourth quarter, whatever it was, um, that led to their go-ahead. If you pull that run out of there, they did nothing last night. Yeah. But they scored a touchdown and the Jets didn't. Right. So the Jets go to 4-5 and on the year. They now face the Bills. Yeah, I mean, this season. And then the Dolphins. I mean, really. this Right, I know. Over. To still see them, like uh, yesterday, Red Zone kept popping up uh, playoff scenarios. And still to see the take Jets, them out still, of it. Right, just stop. Take them out of it. Stop it. Stop Can you, it. Stop I it. mean, I know they beat the Bills week one. Yeah. You really think with nope. the way they can't score, they're going to go up to Buffalo and win no. next week? You've got to play a team with a very anemic offense, like the Giants, if you, if you want to. <laughs> yeah, they beat them 10-7. <laughs> if you want to win that game, yeah. And they did. Okay. That was a 10-7 game? Yeah. Wow. You don't remember? I mean, I, I, I blocked it out of my brain. Tommy DeVito didn't throw the ball. Hey. The Giants should have won, if you remember. That's how right. bad the Jets were doing. <laughs> Correct. And then the Jets wound up winning. Yeah. Yep. That's the way that goes. The Zach Wilson pick with a minute 22 remaining. Yeah, that was a bad throw. That was a bad that throw. Was, he did not see the kid that undercut him. And I know on SNY they were killing Lazard for not coming back to the ball, but I, it was a bad throw. That was a bad throw. And uh, yeah. then still got the ball back in order to uh, get a Hail Mary at the end. Yeah, listen, the defense plays well. Uh, the defense is not the 85 Bears, but they are really good, and they get the ball back, and they do enough to win games. They're just not doing enough to win games by themselves. Right. Like, this isn't the Ravens that can win games with a bad offense. It's not the 85 Bears that can win with a mediocre offense. This this defense holds teams down. Their offense is not helping them out. Not enough. And then we also got word about the Jets, a couple things. We got word that uh, Carson Wentz's people had reached out yeah. to the Jets before he went to the Rams. And Not interested. Said, Go away. We don't want you. Yeah, essentially. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what Carson Neither Wentz would be doing anything 
exciting in this offense? I have no idea. No clue. No clue. The weird one to me is why they went out and signed Trevor Simeon, and they don't even put him on the active roster. Like He's not even the backup quarterback. So what's the point? Did they just sign him to the practice squad to appease the fan base? I think that and if Zach Wilson gets uh, very injured, okay, then so they elevate him. To what, though? To backup quarterback? You tell me he's not better than Tim Boyle? Like, really? Like, Trevor Simeon has won games in this league. I'm not saying he's, you know, Fran Tarkenton, but he has won games in the NFL. And I'm pretty sure, I'm going to check this, pretty sure he's got his offense in the end zone a few times. Is that right? I think so. Actual touchdowns. I think he actually has some touchdown passes on his record. Well, this could be like, uh, you know, Gio was speculating that uh, they're just doing everything Aaron Rodgers tells them to do, and Aaron Rodgers wants Tim Boyle in there. Yeah, but... Zach Wilson gets hurt. If Aaron Rodgers, so I, you got this whole thing with Melissa Stark last night. Blah blah blah. I'm going to be back mid December. Great. If you're four and nine, no one cares. So okay, you want your guy there. Fair enough. You want to win a few games here though, or not? Because you are very quickly losing out on the on the playoff race. And if they are, I guess one article I read was uh, someone was speculating December seventeenth, not the twenty fourth, could be the return. Okay, fine. So the 17th, the 21st, the 1st, so that would be four games left. You might be 4-13 and 13 at that time. What's the point? No point. Or 5-12. and 12. No, that would be all the games would be over. Sorry, 4-9. and nine. So, I, I, you know, I, you can sit there and tell us you're going to come back all you want, but if the season's lost, what's the point? Yeah, it's the penalties, Jerry. And it's what, kicking field goals. And what happened? Did they show this on the highlight thing, too? Did they show the timeout at the end? No. It's the, you don't see Rob Sala get upset all that often, and he seemed pissed. You know, they, they complete the pass. They've got the one timeout. They get across midfield. There's 21 seconds to go, and Tariko's like, they got to call their timeout. They're not calling their timeout, and the time's ticking and ticking and ticking, and finally they call the timeout, but there's 13 seconds left. Sala comes running out, and you could see him say, I called timeout with 20 seconds to go. Maybe they get another player. To, I don't know. Maybe they get a little closer, but I don't know. That was annoying, too. It was funny too. Even on like on the hail mary, he so you would think in a hail mary situation, there's a lot of coverage downfield. Sure, they got to Zach Wilson within Max Crosby returning after him a second and yeah. a half. Yep, I know multiple guys chasing him to the sideline. Yeah, and still was able to turn it upfield enough to basically get the ball right to the end zone. Yes, on the run. Yeah, it's it's yeah. And Zach Wilson said oh. after the game, Jerry, it literally feels like every good play we have is getting called back. Well, yeah. That's pretty much what's going on. Seven penalties. Holding. Offense holding. number 87. False start. It's bad. It's, yeah. And that's why today is not the day. I mean, you can, and I don't think anybody would argue, but today's not really the day to call him and kill him. There's a lot of blame to go around for last night's loss. A lot of blame to go around. Bad, inopportune penalties, you know, bad timing with the interception. That's clearly on him. Um, misfortune. I literally, I mean, honestly, would you say he stepped out of bounds by more than a blade of grass? One blade of grass. I mean, Jerry, it I is ridiculous it. that he was out of bounds on that play. Yeah. So it's um, your 2023 New York Jets. Yeah. New York Jets and New York Giants, Jerry. I mean, what do you even say about the Giants? I mean, what a bleep show. First thing, all right, hold on. I guess I got this. This annoyed. Oh, you me. took notes. Well, I was doing the pregame. Oh, doing you know, uh, the post game and the halftime yeah, yep. and all that, right? 
So, all right, you get the, the Cowboys stopped the Giants on that first drive. Okay. Everything you expected to happen happened. They go three and out. They punt the ball away fine, fair. The Cowboys then take the lead. Then they get the interception on Dak Prescott when it's 7 nothing. So, what I didn't understand is the Giants are down 7 nothing. They get to the, was it the two-yard line? Was it the four-yard line? Whatever it was. They got that fourth down play. I know we. I know you got to score touchdowns. I totally understand, and I am with you. They were not going to win this game by kicking field goals. I got it. Understood. However, you've got a kid making his first NFL start. You need two yards, not an inch. You know the ball's going to Saquon Barkley, and your play call is a halfback dive right into the middle of the defensive line. Like, give them a chance. Either call something else or kick the stupid field goal, get the zero off the board, make it 7-3, make the Cowboys think a little bit. I, and then they're kicking the field goal when I think they should be going for it. I, right, right I when they're understand. down by how many it. points I, they're kicking field goals. I don't understand. Yeah, I, none of it makes sense. I don't understand. And while it's funny because Danny White on our Compass Media Network's broadcast was gushing over DeVito's arm, like, let this kid throw more. Um so you can see he's got talent for sure, but they are a bad football team. Jerry, the Giants were treating this kid like he lives at home with his parents. I mean, uh, he does. just, what? He does, yeah. Which, uh, I did see that story. You know, of course, you know, everyone was referencing yeah. it, that uh, Tommy DeVito lives at home with his parents. Good for him. That does make sense. You're not going to be a quarterback in the NFL, so why would you go buy a house here when you're going to probably end up somewhere else? Plus, like he said, he doesn't have to worry about anything. Food. <laughs> Imagine if he was worried about food and how many points the Giants would score with that. If he had f- dinner on his mind, doing his laundry on his mind, making his bed on his mind. Now, he's 25 years old. Is that right? He's got to be getting the NFL minimum now because he's not a practice squad player any longer. He's on the NFL roster. So let's say he's making $800,000 for the season. You know, prorated, but yeah. an $800,000 a year salary. If you're his parents, you're charging him rent? No, they're not. I think like, I am. I don't think. No, he's no, 25. Yeah, because here's what the parents are thinking. What is this kid going to do <laughs> when the Giants eventually cut him? <laughs> yeah, he's got to take care of mom and dad. Right. <laughs> he's going to have to get like a, a actual, like a, a job, NFL job. I will tell you, having watched him a little bit, I do think he is earning himself a spot on a roster. Like, he can throw the ball. He can. He'll Doesn't be one mean, of those guys, like, in seven years correct. ago. Do you know Tommy DeVito's made $8 billion <laughs> in the NFL, and he's taken three snaps? As a backup quarterback. Yeah. Not a bad living. It's kind of the living you wanted. Yes. What's great, too, is they, that I guess, uh, well, he had a touchdown yesterday, giving him three on the season. Yeah. And they go, he now leads the Giants in it's touchdowns. Oh, please. He leads the Giants quarterbacks in touchdowns with three. Yeah. This was uh, awful. The Giants are bad. I mean, I felt, did you watch Brian Dable at all, the press conference afterwards? He wouldn't, it was quick. It was four minutes. His answers were very brief. Um, You had the whole thing with, I forget who the players were, but they were jawing back and forth at each other on the The sideline. The wide receivers and the wide receiver coach. And then he's like, no, that's not what happens every game. Well, no, I don't think that happens every game. I, I know what he's saying. Things get heated, but we don't capture it on camera when you're losing by 90 points. I mean, it, it was a bad look yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it, 
the first half of the first quarter, I was like, well, look at this. The whole first, it was 7 nothing after yeah, the first seven quarter. Yeah, no, 7 nothing. Then, eh, 14 oh. seven, if, I'm sorry, then it was 14 nothing. Then at 21 nothing, I was like, oh, man, they're going to go into the half at 21 nothing. That sucks. Sucks. No, uh-uh. one more touchdown, 28 nothing. Now we, let's go into the half. How about these drives the Cowboys had? So people that thought the Giants would cover the 17 and a half did so or thought that the giant defense would hold the Cowboys down a little bit. So this was this was the sequence. So it's seven nothing after one, and early in that second quarter is when the Cowboys stopped them. So this is what it was. It was fourth and two at the four. That's where I was saying take the points, get the zero off the board. It's the second quarter. You've hung in. Make the Cowboys think a little bit. The Cowboys then go ninety six yards. Want to guess in how many plays they went ninety six yards? Ten. Eight. Eight plays. Eight plays, 96, 96 yards. They go up 14 nothing. At that point, I felt like the game was over. Then they go, all right, a short drive. They go up 21 nothing. The 28 nothing score you're talking about, the Dak touchdown run, 85 yards in two minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, this is what was happening. Wow. And I was in, you know, I was in my car. I got in my car to head home at, uh, it had to be like two minutes left in the half. Yeah. So I was like, ah, it's tw- or whenever it was twenty-one nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, I get in my car, mm-hmm. get home, settled by the second half at twenty-one nothing. See what they got coming out of the second half. And I was listening to Mr. Carl Banks and uh, Bob Popper, and uh, they were just disgusted with the Giants' <laughs> def- defensive effort. Yeah, just That's what like I mean. A lack of interest in playing Anything. defense. Yeah. And and they got banged up. Kayvon Thibodeau did go out of the game with a concussion. I know they had some injuries, but that game was lost in the first half. And the Giants, you know, you do give them a little credit. They came out in the second half, that opening drive. They went down the field. They scored a touchdown. Yeah. You're thinking, all right. Because I was my thought was, if you're the Cowboys, get the ball and just run it. Just run the ball. It's not going to anybody hurt. It's 28 nothing. But then the Giants go right down and score. It's like, all right, well, we need to answer. And, well, they did they that did. too. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Dak still throwing bombs. Yeah. Up three touchdowns. That one to Michael Gallup. Yes. Who really didn't do it. And think about this. I did not. If I told you a wide receiver had three straight games of 10 catches and 150 yards, what would you say? Pretty good, right? Pretty good, Jerry. You know, that's never been done in the history of the NFL. Isn't that fascinating? And that was uh, Mr. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, the first player in NFL history to have three consecutive games of ten, at least 10 catches and at least 150 yards. And think about all the great res- – you can tell me yeah. Jerry Rice never did that? What's up, Jerry? Somebody called Jerry Rice and be like, did you suck back then? Well, I know it was a different Rice, time. Terrell Owens. And they weren't throwing for 500 yards a game. But- Chad Ochocinco. Yeah. No, that was interesting. The Mark brothers on uh, the Dolphins, Mark Clayton. Duper Mark- and Clayton. Duper and Clayton, yep. Those guys never did it, Jerry? Yeah, no. Randy Moss? I guess not. That was the uh, the storyline in the fourth quarter. Is he going to get to 150, 10, and 150? And he did. And then took him out of the game. And Brandon Cooks, by the way, had 173 yards receiving. He was hit. What, he had four touchdowns of four different dudes. Yes, that is correct. It was pretty good. Yeah. Gallup, Lamb, Cooks. Who's the other one? Was it Jake Ferguson? Did he have a touchdown? Not sure. No, it's, it's always... Uh, you know you're getting your butt kicked when they mm. pull the quarterback. Uh, Ferguson was the other one, yes. Right? When you look up and, yeah, like, he, Dak's yeah. not even in the game Didn't anymore. Play the fourth quarter. And still threw, and still ended up with what? Uh, 404. 
Yeah, the Giants. And he ran for a touchdown. Gave up 640 yards of offense. And that doesn't look as bad. We got to take a break. But that doesn't, that looks not as bad as it was. Yeah. 640 to 172. The Giants scored late. Otherwise, at one point, it was something like, I think it was 605 to 112. Oh, that was the other awesome part when I was in the car at halftime. They go, uh, at the half, Saquon Barkley has seven carries for one yard. Yeah. Oh, they were stacking the box on him. They were like, all right, Tommy DeVito beat us. Yeah. Not good. All right, quick break. When we come back, lots more to do. It's football Monday, 20 after 5 here on The Fan. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there. This is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch. Let me just tell Adam Wainwright. Can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, half past five. Nice to have you with us. Warm-up show, Alan Jerry. Real quick, we'll get right back to the football. Um, the Knicks did win. It was not total loser Monday. Knicks did win. Nets won. The Rangers are the best team in town right now. Did you by any chance see any of the, before you get back to the football, see any of the images from City Field over the weekend from the Dominican Winter Series? I did not. I mean, you're talking packed house, team, the crowd into it. That's what City Field should look like in October. I knew it was uh, a sold-out venue. It was. I mean, I saw some some pictures of it, and I someone sent it to me to, as a reminder. The video was unreal. So while baseball might be dead in a lot of parts of the country here, and it's not really the national pastime any longer, football is. I mean, it is about as big a sport worldwide as it probably ever ever has been. Pretty wild, actually. If any of those teams are any good, why don't we slap some Mets jerseys on them and just have them show up <laughs> you might, this you might year? Be, might be able to do that. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting to note. That's all. It is interesting to know, Jerry. By the way, I saw well, I was looking at Tommy DeVito's stat line. Yes. 86 yards yeah. passing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And somehow had two touchdowns. I actually thought, well, again, he had the one that was late, which whatever, it counts. It counts, yeah. Um, I, and if you would have asked me, what his stat line was without looking at the box score, I would have thought he threw for 170, 175 yards. I was actually surprised it was only what it was. And he did get the snot kicked out of him oh, a yeah. few times too. Yeah, he took some hits, even yeah, uh, when he was running with the football. Yeah, no, he he got hit pretty hard. Do you he, like seeing his parents all the time, or were you watching Red Zone? I was watching Red Zone, but I did see his parents a lot on uh, social media. People would post it. His dad, like, in a sleeveless shirt. I mean, they're like the, hey. <laughs> they look they like are. if you were looking for Tommy DeVito's parents and you were at AT&T Stadium, you found Tommy yeah. DeVito's parents. There they are. <laughs> Man in the cutoff sleeveless Larry the Cable Guy shirt. Yes. And he was pissed, I thought, at Dable for that fourth down call Yeah, for what they did. So pretty funny. They did find them, Jerry. There were five, Jerry, five game-winning field goals with uh, no time remaining. Well, how yesterday. about the other three games in the late window? Not the Cowboy Giant game, but the other three all ended on game winners. With yeah. the Lions, uh, you had the Cardinals, and there was one other one. I forget Washington, which one. Seattle. And Seattle, that's right. Yeah. How about that? It was good to see Kyler Murray back in the NFL running for his life. Yeah, don't care. Yeah, he had a he had a really cool um, run where he went whoop, all the way around. 
Right. Hit a, he, he was scrambled to his left, then whoop, all the way back around to his right, up the sideline. Well, I don't think anybody's ever questioned his um, his uh, his ability. I think it's been more the want to. It doesn't seem like he's all that locked in or hasn't been uh, on the field when he's been out there. When he's when he is locked in, he's pretty good. Now you know what that means with them winning. What does that mean? All the uh, Giants have to worry about now is the Patriots. Mm, for their your, draft picks. They can get your guy, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, Jerry? <laughs> I did see Chris Rock yelling to Caleb Williams that he needs to pick the Jets. Go to Where the Jets. Where was this? I don't know, but they were together somewhere. Oh, really? And he was just yelling. Well, the Jets aren't going to be bad enough for them to get him. He just kept yelling, you want the Jets. No, no one wants the Jets, really. Oh. Jerry, don't they have to worry about the Panthers also? The Panthers are Bryce. They just drafted Bryce Young, though. You're, You're going to take, gonna take with the number one pick, you can take a quarterback but back the Bears are on the pick. Oh, I forgot oh, about oh. that. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. All right, you got to worry about the Panthers. Panthers got to win another game or okay. two here. Well, I did re- forget about that. Do look, the Giants play the Panthers this year? Not sure. Because the Cowboys have them next week. Just Google I, it. I, Google I, I am. I, I just pulled it up right now. Let's see. So the the Giants have... No. They're not lucky enough to get the one-win Panthers. They have the Commanders next week. Oh, then you got the battle of two win teams, Giants, Patriots. Will Bill Belichick still be the head coach of the Patriots at that point? Well, we were told though Bill Belichick might be fired this week if they uh, lost not in Germany. I don't see And he I, lost. I don't see it. Well, they lost because their quarterback stinks. By the way, did you see Mac Jones postgame kind of take a shot at, uh, at the Bill Belichick's uh, play call? Uh, this the one where he threw the ball right to the defender and not his guy? No, that was a different one. This was, um, when did I write it down? I didn't write it down. I got to go back and look for it. Okay. It was something about uh, why they, on fourth and, I don't know. I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> he just wasn't, at a post-game press conference, he had his sourpuss face on this match. Yeah, we Jones. got benched for like the fifth time this season. <laughs> he got benched at the key part of the game during the two-minute drive. They like brought in Bailey Yeah, Zappi. because you saw the interception he just threw. Yeah. He threw the ball right to the guy. The one thing I don't understand is, like, at what point do you take accountability? And I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I don't know if he's any good. I really have no idea. Let's see if this is it. So here's Mac Jones. If you can pull the fader back up, this is labeled on getting benched. So I don't know if this is what you're talking about. It's hard, right? It's 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 a difficult situation. But at the end of the day, I really did want the team to win. I'll always be that person. Um, I know that you know we didn't win, so it's it's hard for everybody. But um, I have to play better to not even be in that situation. And you know, it's it's not ideal for anybody, right? No one, no No, one. No, it's not the clip. But he did. He actually did take accountability there. The play in question occurred with two seconds left in the first half. Okay. Two seconds left. Patriots opted to go for a short pass instead of a Hail Mary down 7-3. And they asked him about that. Why'd you throw a short pass? He wrote, no clue. There's two seconds left and we needed 60 yards. Don't know. Well, he was asked, why did they call that play? Okay. Oh, oh. Whatever. What if They didn't lose that game because they didn't throw a Hail Mary <laughs> at the end of the first half. Are you sure? They lost the game because you threw it to the guy on the other team. That's true. I mean, that, and not only that's oh, real quick. That's another one from last night that gets lost in the jet game to the to the Raiders. They had the perfect wide receiver pass play set up where Garrett Wilson, I forget if I don't remember who it was, was wide open. It was a beautifully, it was a screen pass to Garrett Wilson. I don't know if you saw this on the highlight package. A screen pass to Garrett Wilson as he came behind uh, Zach Wilson, threw it behind the line of scrimmage, 
He looks like he's going to run, pulls it out, throws it, would have been a touchdown, and he throws it out of bounds. They did not have that on the highlight package. And I'm sure, and that was in the fourth quarter. I am sure that's a play that they have worked on. I know he's not a quarterback. I'm not blaming Garrett Wilson for not winning, but that's just another example of another missed opportunity that that team had. Back to the Patriots. Do you think, Jerry, that the Detroit Lions are for reals? Yeah, I do. Seven and two. Oh, yeah. By the way. That was a hell of a winlet yesterday in, in Los Angeles. They went for it on fourth down five times. Yeah, that's what uh, Dan Campbell does. And converted four of them. To which Jared Goff said of Dan Campbell's fourth down calls, quote, he's got big balls. Yes, as ACDC once told us. He's got big balls. And so does she. And he showed it. Yeah. The guys, I forget who was uh, broadcasting that game. Don't know. But at the, they were talking legitimately. They were talking. In fact, I th- maybe it was, is it possible? Is it Nance and Romo? It is possible. They were like talking about the Lions. As a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Yeah, why not? But like talking seriously about it, it felt so weird to hear. But Jerry. they are, though. I mean, if you look at the NFC, the Niners are really good, and I think they showed you yesterday coming off the bye. They walloped Jacksonville in that game, and whatever. Um, so they're 6-3. and three. You've got the Cowboys are 6-3. and three. The Eagles are 8-1. and one. And the Lions are 7-2. and two. Like right now, it's Philly, Detroit. That's really what the NFC is, Dallas and San Francisco. I mean, the Vikings are fun to watch, but I don't know that the Vikings are a serious Super Bowl contender. They're a playoff team, I think, but I don't know that they're a serious Super Bowl contender. The Saints showed you they're not any good. Um, Seattle's a tough team, but mm, who else are you worried about in the end? I think it's really those four teams, so Detroit is very much in the conversation. Man, I need the Lions to be hosting a playoff game. Well, right now, they're going to win the division. They're going to, I would think, host a playoff game. That's what I want. Yeah, how would they not? I want Dan Campbell in the Super Bowl. I want Dan Campbell being talked to and about for a full week leading into that game. You, I this think what you're going to get a lot of Dan Campbell in the postseason because right now they're going to win the NFC North. Um, so right now you get the one, I, this new playoff format, it's the one bye, correct? Yeah, yes. the top team gets the bye. As of right now, that's Philly. They're 8-1. and one. The Lions are right behind them, and I don't, Think they played Philadelphia? I'd have to check the schedule. I don't Lions know. schedule, Jay. Yeah, I don't know if they play Philly or not this year. I don't think they do. But the Eagles are the one seed right now at eight and one. Well, right there at the two are the Lions. They're going to win the NFC North. The Cowboys are going to be a wild card team. You're going to have San Francisco or Seattle winning the West, and the South is a joke. The South is the Saints atop the division at five and five. Look at this: the Lions' schedule, Jerry. The remaining, yeah, Bears win, Packers win, Saints win. Bears win. Broncos. I'll leave that. I'm going to leave that one aside. Vikings. I'm going to leave that one aside. Cowboys. I'm going to leave that one aside. Vikings. All right. So here's what you have: minimum eleven wins. Minimum. I don't think there's any question about right. that. Yep. And they very well might win thirteen games. You go thirteen and four. I find it hard to believe you're not at least the two seed because I don't know that Philadelphia is losing three games. I don't. I don't think Philadelphia has played well yet, and they're eight and one, which is crazy to say. Well, they played well last week. And they lost to the Jets. They did. That is correct. The Jets. That is some. That is weird, wild stuff right now, Jerry. Quick timeout. We've got more. It's like an hour is not enough time, but we'll roll through the final twenty minutes after this. Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. 
never knew that Boomer was part of that conference call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he called in. <laughs> Quarter to six. Nice to have you with us. Warm-up show. We got about uh, 12 or 13 minutes left. Now we've got to zoom around the league. I don't know what we're doing, but we got a lot of football to talk about. There were actually some pretty, some pretty decent games uh, red zoning it at 1 o'clock. Is this drivers at Rutgers? Yeah, I did not get to watch. It was actually pretty good. How about the, how about the Texans? Yes, that, that was unbelievable. A good one. The Texans beating the Bengals, Jerry. And not only that, it's also the fact that they blew double-digit leads and still were able to go down the field and get in position for the game-winning field goal. After you thought that Cincinnati had kind of all right, they righted the ship, they got it even, they'll probably go to overtime and win. And no, the Texans got five and four. And C.J. Stroud threw another pick, which he's only, I think, a second of and the And lost season. two fumbles, by the way. And lost two fumbles. That and in the beginning, the first drive, the Bengals went down and scored. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow looked like he was feeling himself. You know what I mean? Like He yeah, looked I do. so confident. I was like, oh, man, Bengals going to blow him out yep. here. I know, and, and they that didn't. did not happen. No, it didn't. That and the Browns coming back to beat the Ravens. I did not see that coming. Well, you had the bad interception by Lamar Jackson for the pick six that went the other way. That was because the Ravens were literally up. They were up 14 nothing. They were up 24 to 9. They go up again. I think they were up 38 20. I forget what it was 38 24, whatever. Uh, he throws that interception, and it really gave Cleveland like a lot of life. And you give them credit too. Deshaun Watson got them in position. It's a good win on yeah. the road in Baltimore. That was a very good win. A really good win. I thought that game was over. And Jerry. I just bought into the Ravens. Literally, right. I said that on Friday. Yes. Um. You know what? The Ravens have made me a believer, and now not so much. I every time the Steelers win, and like now they're unimpressive six and three. Yeah, they're an unimpressive six and three. I know. I don't know why. And here's Mike Tomlin yet again. He's going to have a winning season and good for him. I love Mike Tomlin. Me too. But he's doing it with a team that's not very good. Like they are offensively challenged. They stink offensively. Yeah. Like when they win a game, I'm like, oh, I barely won that. What's their record? Six and three. Yep. But they do score a touchdown or two, unlike the Jets. That is correct. Who score none. They score zero touchdowns. The Jets. Yep. No, good for them. And then the Niners, we thought that Niners-Jaguars game, we put that down as a cool game, Jerry. I, I thought it would be. I really thought that Jacksonville was going to keep that game close. I didn't like this, though. At the end of the game, the uh, 49ers won 34-3. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey had had previously scored a touchdown in 17 straight games. Yep. So they were trying everything they could to get him a touchdown at the end, and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was weird. That's a weird thing to do, I feel like. Like, they had the well, ball down at, like, the three or four or five-yard line, and the Jaguars all know he's going to get the ball. Is it any different, though? I mean, I guess it is, but is it that much different than the Cowboys keeping CeeDee Lamb in yesterday to get his two extra catches no, to go right, over yeah. 150 in a 35-7 game? It's the same. I'm going to say Very, same. very similar. Yeah, very similar. So, you know, whatever. What At the if? end of the day, they blew him out. There was a huge interception, so it looked like Jacksonville was going to cut that to 20-10, to 10, and there was the interception return for a touchdown, which they wound up calling back, but the Niners were right down the field and scored anyway, and that was it. Lights out. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, looked very dominant yesterday. Yeah. The Jaguars, I thought, would be a, I want to say, a playoff to Super Bowl contending team. Yesterday, a couple steps back. They are not. Mm-hmm. Now, there was all that stuff about if the – did you watch any of that uh, Patriots-Colts game from – I did not. No, I did not. I, I was. Had it I on, left the house at 9 o'clock for Rutgers. Oh, yeah. I had it on in the background mm-hmm. type of thing, and th- and I was somewhat interested because I wanted to see 
the Patriots lose and if that meant they were going to bounce Belichick. Right. And they kept showing Robert Kraft wearing his gigantic winter coat. I've heard about this. In the box. I heard Lepresti say he looked like a Costanza with the big puffy coat. You're kidding. Uh, CeeLo made a Seinfeld reference. He did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, I did see that going around the internet yesterday as well. Uh, but then we also got word yesterday that that big contract that Bill Belichick signed supposedly was just for this year and next year. Okay. So it wasn't like some massive five to ten year deal oh my God, that I just... they're going to have to get out of. <laughs> you seen I his just, coat? I just Googled it. He looks like he's in the Arctic. <laughs> yeah, and he was in a box. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. That is pretty funny. Did you get, I'm sure on social media you saw, like, why can't we have roofs that open and close like that? Did oh you see gosh. that? Yeah, where was that? Germany. How awesome was that? And it, like, folds up into the scoreboard. Yeah, the roof. Like, what? Yeah. The scoreboard engulfs the roof. Yes. And it opened. I Now, I don't know if I was seeing a time lapse, but it looked like it was pretty quick. Yeah, I saw that video, too. I don't know if that was the time lapse or not. But Very it, neat. Yeah, that was neat. We Very need one neat. of those at I all agree. of our stadiums. Yeah. Why does Germany have the best football stadium? I don't know, but they have the, I'll say this, best roof. They do have a good roof, Best Jerry. roof in the world. Then this was, uh, you know, we live in uh, New Jersey, and you always get that thing where it's like, uh, can you believe that the highest paid state employee is Greg Schiano? You know, because he makes, mm-hmm. I don't know what he makes, a million dollars, a couple million dollars a year? Probably like six. Six million dollars a year. I, I don't know, but I would guess that. Okay. So, you know, a lot of my um, state employee friends and family that like Four million for Shiano. They can't believe that guy. I can't believe we pay. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> I see that Jimbo Fisher. Yes. They're tossing him from Texas A&M and they owe him 76 million dollars. Yeah, it's actually closer to 77. 76.8. Where does that money come from? Donors. Who's donating to a coach? Are At Texas nuts? A&M, places like Florida State, Texas yeah. A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, all these all these schools that live and die with this college football, they've got monster donors. So you're a rich dude who loves Texas A&M, and yeah. you're like, here, let me give you some money for the school. Yeah. That's what happens? A, a lot, Yes. You ever see, I mean, I know you don't go to college venues, but have you ever put, no, you haven't done that either. Yes, I have. I do it all. You ever see like a building will be named after someone? Yes. It's not because they like the person. Oh. It's because the person wrote out a gigantic check. So they will name a field house after them. They will name a practice field. They will name a locker room. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it goes. I would, I would venture to guess Texas and Eddie, you can help me with this. A school like Texas A&M has many an oil donor. Would you not agree with that? That oh, are just oil money. feeding them cash like crazy. And then aren't they pissed that I gave all this money yeah, well, and you're just handing it to them? So that dude? was the article I read. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to let them go after you just signed them to this monster deal a year or two ago. It's another thing now to have to turn to your donors that probably funded this and said, yeah, we just lit a match to $75 million. Could you help us out with the next coach? We need more oil money. I mean, my God. All right, we got to take a break. We're yeah. running late. Haven't even gotten to the Rangers. We're the best team in town right now. Uh, Boomer and Geo might. I don't know. Right now, Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on the big finishes in the NFL. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. You've got 14 seconds. Go. Jerry, remember a few <laughs> weeks ago when you're like, are we really going to come in here and the Giants be 2-5, and 2-6, and 2-7? Yeah. 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 Yes. How about 2-8? 2-8. Yes, we are. And the Jets are going to lose to the Raiders. 
The Thank Raiders. God for the New York teams. The oh, Raiders man. are back. They're five and five. Antonio Pierce. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.